Welcome to the well, special for the Mainly Wrestling Show. We're going to take a look at 2023. We're, we, we are look festive. We're not feeling festive. Lissy's had a, another round-the-world trip, another one. Jesus, man. Morrow, Air Miles and Judith Chalmers, as Charlie McCann would say. JJ's got the tree lit up in the background. But Lissy, 2023, well, as Peter Almeida would say, well, it's, it's, been a, it's been a trip, it's been a day. When did you hear him say that? You've, you've said it before. It's been a day. It's been a thing. Oh my God. That was amazing. Uh, it's definitely been a year. Let's just leave it there. It's been a year. It's been a year. John, would you say... Hello. Hi. Welcome. Um, Thanks. Would have appreciated a hat. Uh, he's John Jacobs, by the way. She's Lissy Almeida. I, I'm nobody. I'm, I'm Jack Claus. Jack um, if it is... A tale of two companies, would you say, uh, reflecting it into the last week of what 2023, how hot the Fed is and how cold uh, AW is? I think if you go back a couple of months before the Continental Classic, I think that you could say that. I feel like the Continental Classic has brought a bit of the love back for AW. But yeah, since... Vince went and Triple H has taken over and he's genuinely taken over, not in just in name as he did at the start, but since he's had the pencil, so to speak, I think obviously things have gone really well for WWE. So, yeah, I guess in my mind, they've come a bit closer together in terms of entertainment value because at the start of the year, I would say I was way more invested in watching AW and wasn't particularly invested in watching WWE. But um yeah, in the last 12 months, I guess they've come a lot closer together. I still think the quality of wrestling is much higher on, on AEW, but the problem that you have is that you can watch incredible wrestling any night of the week, or you know you can go and watch a lot of indies and see incredible wrestling. That's not necessarily going to translate into pay-per-view buyers and TV viewers, right? What WWE have done is, is had some, um, some really, really good storylines that have put people in, built champions really, really well in the last kind of 12 months or so. You look at the likes of Gunther and people like that, and obviously the continuation of Roman Reigns, which less so, but they had some good stories at the start of the year. So, yeah, they've done some really good stuff, which is just great for everyone, right? If if things are going well for both companies, then as wrestling fans, we should be happy. A high tide raises all ships, I believe, is the analogy. John's looking for that. He is the AEW apologist, though. In, in our little group chat, if anyone has a go at AEW, Oh, what you're doing is actually really good last week. It was a really good match. He doesn't sound like that. It's actually a really good match, John. I'm dynamite. <laughs> Why is he from Sheffield? This, I mean, this this last week's collision was was one of the best two hours of TV that you're going to see. But to your point, but, you know, good wrestling go. isn't good enough anymore in 20, because you can see good wrestling anywhere. It's the yeah. storylines, it's the emotion, it's the drama. Um, AW, tr- I've tried, but let's be honest, Cody was great. Cody did as Cody does. The punker was very good at it. Oh boy, mm-hmm. we'll talk about him later. Um, there's nobody really that grabs you in and as you emotionally invest. Danielson, his character's been kind of all over the shop this year, right? He was a part of a heel stable as a baby first, and now he's a heel again, but he wrestles like a baby first. Moxley, he's in another heel stable, but he's the superhero. In heel stable. <laughs> Does it make any sense? And NGF, what's I think but, so, something that, that the Continental Classic has brought back is that kind of real sports feel that 
they kind of wanted to build on at the start, right? They had the rankings and all of that. They got rid of that at the back end of last year. Unceremoniously, it just got dropped. They stopped updating the rankings. They stopped talking about it. They stopped building storylines around it. And I think you see with the Continental Classic, when you have these matches that actually mean something and you can go, oh, this person's won this and what does that mean for him and where's that going? And I think if they brought that back, it would really help a lot because I think even though it wasn't the be-all and end-all, I think they've really lost something with not having the rankings this year. It's hard to put your finger on exactly what it is, right? But I think that that's not helped. You know, I heard someone else say, AEW is very much a vibes promotion. And as one of the girls in our Malta office will say a lot, Jack, right now the vibes are off. So, and I think to point the point you made about the Continental Classic, and Lissy mentioned it off air. I've not, by the looks of it, the matches have been great, but you've already lost me, brother. I I stopped watching three months ago after after all in. <laughs> the punker left. It it was a bit convoluted. It was a bit dramatic. I've I've just watched clips on YouTube. I've watched more promos than I have matches. Because it's the promos I like. Eddie Kingston's like two minute interview after last week, brilliant. Couldn't tell you who he wrestled or, or how, how he won the match or you know finisher. So that's kind of it's like a restaurant that got a bad reputation, and I go, oh, we've got a new chef in. Um, it's going to take me a while to come back to you, brother. They say, would you agree? What 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 would it take for you to start watching AW again, Rick? You watching on the boat? They don't have. Oh my god! I try. So fun fact. I am probably like the worst wrestling fan ever because I'm not a person that has ever watched Collision. Um, so I tried to watch a little bit of it. Yeah, I've never watched an episode of Collision. It's on Saturday night. Um, Gal's it's got, one of those. Gal's got that, things to do, you know. Give me. Yeah, I, and honestly, yeah. for me, like it just like you guys said, but there's say say nothing but there's wrestling like almost every day of the week so it's cool if i don't watch collision because i feel informed and i can catch up like you said jack there's a lot of um clips that i watch as well um just because sometimes it is just it, it is a lot it it is honestly even with wwe stuff sometimes it's a lot so i try to keep up um like 3 hours for monday night raw is a lot um try to keep up with that and stuff like that but anyway um Collision Saturday. I watched it for like I watched maybe one match. Um, and I, yeah, I watched the Tony Storm match, and I love Tony Storm. Oh um, boy, Ooh. I know. I I just like you said. I just there's no direction. I just don't know where it's going. And I'm personally, I'm not the type of fan that can ride it out for the good wrestling. Um, I and I don't have one of those memories where I'm like. Oh, I, I remember that they had this person versus that person and this like I don't remember those, but I remember how I felt watching stuff. Mm-hmm. So if I don't feel if I don't get all the good feels watching um something week in and week out, I'm kind of like like just in reflection, like this year WWE was having the best year that it's had since maybe the attitude era. I don't know, maybe at least the ruthless aggression era. Um AEW, I really unfortunately like I can't think of anything apart from us going to Wembley together in August, that was like my big AEW moment, but it really wasn't even about the show. I think it was just about seeing my friends and being, yeah. being able to go to the show together. So I, I hate to, and I, and I, I'm hopeful that 2024 will be different. So like you said, got a new chef under new management, even though none of those things are true, but hopefully, um, you know, they can bring back the rankings and um, some better storylines. And um, I'm easy to turn around so they can get me back. 
And and that new chef is Brian Daniels, and he's basically taken off. CM Punk was given a show, right? Collision. Wasn't enough for him. Still, he still found the way to leave. <laughs> We're gonna give you the keys to the house. Yeah. Don't want it. What do you want? My own show. No problem. We'll give you your own belt. You're the real world champion. I think I heard Michael Sidgwick allude to it in um, the one culture on the year podcast saying he was just looking for a reason to, to, to get out of it. Yeah, what happened? I'm sorry, I maybe I don't want to derail the conversation because obviously we have some categories that we need to go over, but what happened to that? To what the punker? No, like was there ever going to be a separate champion for collision? Were there gonna be wrestlers that were dedicated to collision that they're not anymore? Like I feel like we, when he left, we were all just kind of like left in that spiral and we don't know what that show is even for anymore. I'm of the opinion there was uh, a soft brand split, although people who were basically committed to one show, right? And you straight away, you got Andrade, Tony Storm, FTR, Bullet Club Gold, Punk, Ricky Starks, a few others. And then Punk left. The books turned up on collision, didn't they, the week after? And it was like, yeah, we're all back together again. So I think it was it, it was done to accommodate him. Now, you go back throughout the year, right? right he, was back, he was backstage at a WWE this show in February, got kicked yeah. out. He was backstage at TNA. He was <sighs> calling out Moxley and Jericho on his on his Instagram. Upon reflection, but, you know. But, hey, he went and got the money from WWE, so... He, <laughs> Look, the wrestling business is a law unto itself, right? You just you just get that bag, brother. That's all that matters. As Kevin Nash once said, the only thing that matters uh, in wrestling are the money, the miles. And uh, he's on his way to Stanford. We were talking about new restaurants and new chefs. In JJ, would you say Triple H has been cooking this year? Yeah, I mean, I said at the start, he's obviously done a good job to turn things around I think that the bar was obviously very low the end of the Vince era is you know probably the worst that WWE has been I think you look at that last kind of two three years and it was just kind of very hard to get invested in anything and now there's lots of good little bits and pieces to get invested in even NXT has kind of recovered from where it was with NXT 2.0 I was going to say Sean is cooking Sean is cooking Hunter's cooking from what I've seen of NXT, right, over. it's just, is it not just like loads of hot birds and wacky storylines? Not just, but, you know, <laughs> you, you can, you, it, it helps, you know, if there's a hook to get people in and then, you know, they yeah. stay for the good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You said there's been lots of good stuff in WWE. We'll, we'll start with the first match because match of the year. Would you say there's anything, I presume, JJ, you're going to pick something from AEW because they are the wrestling product how how have the two compared in terms of, i've not i watch very little degree right if anything how have the two compared in terms of match quality consistency big moments have the fed delivered so i had a bunch of matches written down for match of the era i like there wasn't one kind of like stand out for me but i did have one from wwe um, believe it or not a monday night raw match it was chad gable versus chad gable, gunther for the um yeah, I mean, there's there's not many people that get to have a four and a half star match on on a on a Monday Night Raw, but when when you're the best wrestler in WWE and, and you're up against Gunther, then magic happens. So yeah, <laughs> Chad Chad Gable versus Gunther was there for me. There's, I mean, there has been some very very good matches. Uh, the 
Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn match back in when was that Elimination Chamber back in February? I think that, that crowd was. Hot um, in Montreal. Um, any anything Logan Paul touches turns to gold. Like he's had some some really great matches this year. So yeah, there's been some good stuff. Even at WrestleMania, um, Rhea versus Charlotte was a really really good match. Um, yeah, That's there's been tonight. there's been lots of good stuff. You've not mentioned a guy who had the most. According to Dave Meltzer, the wrestler observer, no p- uh, wrestler had more five star matches than Will Ospreay this year. I think he's had thirty. Yeah, I mean, because you asked me about WWE, because <laughs> you asked me about WWE matches. Um, yes, yeah. Will Ospreay's obviously had a great match. Um, we were front row for one of his for one of his best matches of the year, um, which not a lot of people have seen. But that was Shingo Tagaki versus Will Ospreay um, at, at the Copper Box in London the night before. Um, all in. Um, Been there. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't get in. Cheers, Will. Sort of, sort of that, brother. <laughs> Bro. So, so that was up there for me. And, and no, obviously his his match against Kenny at Forbidden Door was also another one of the ones that I had written down. So, yeah. Kind of goes Basically, without saying, really, that Will Ospreay just has amazing matches anytime he steps into the ring. Billy Go, going to Billy. Lissy, what's your match of the year? I don't have one. And I want to just say this before we get started. And it's the only time that I'm going to say this. I had 60 minutes to prepare for this, um, for this match. It's not this match. For this episode that we've done today. So I'm just thinking about like just some things that came off the top of my head. I think that Gunther and Sheamus and um, oh, Drew. Drew, Ma- Drew McIntyre, yeah. they had, a, a, I don't know. I thought that was like the best WrestleMania match of this year period. Um, I, I will go as far as to say, Jack, I know you don't enjoy this style match, but um, someone who's really like popped a lot this year is El Hijo de Vikingo. He had a great match with Kenny Omega this year also. Like he doesn't even know who he is. Um, They had the five-star match on Dynamite. Yeah, I know he's actually, it's not for me. Yeah. um, And then, um, the the other match that I was going to say, John already said it. I'm not shocked. Was um, Gunther versus um, Chad Gable, and I'm very surprised because I think that just looking like the cup, the last couple of years of the ratings, just bringing it back to Chad Gable because how much John really goes hard for him. I'm really happy to see him in this conversation and in this realm and just on Raw every single week in good storylines and um, you know. They've added Maxine Dupree to their group and it works. It's like kind of random. So sorry, branching off into many um, things, but those are like my top three um, without having time to really like go back and watch them. But if I'm going to say my number one, it would be the triple threat. Um, Seamus, Drew McIntyre, sorry. And, and Gunther, sorry. They're like drilling outside my apartment and I just got home this morning after traveling for 24 hours from Antarctica. So my brain is fried. She wasn't traveling. Couple that I, couple that I wanted to, couple that I wanted to give a shout out to as well. Um, that probably maybe went under the radar or a little bit forgotten. So one was Brian Danielson versus MJF in their Iron Man match. Uh, was that Revolution? Yeah, can't remember. Six, can't remember. Six, what I was getting confused. Not, so yeah. But like that was an amazing match. And then another one um, that I think people may have forgotten about. Lissy will have never seen it because it was on Collision. It was FTR um, versus Juice and Jay. Still, um, my thunder. Had, I haven't gone yet. So they they had they had two matches in back to back weeks, um, and the second one was a two out of three falls match. 
I think the first one got like four and a half stars and or four and three quarter and the second one got five and three quarters, something like that. Um, but that second match was just amazing. It was during their, it was during the initial um, run of AW Collision and they were going around, um, going around Canada and some of those crowds are quite tough to, um, to kind of get a little bit of a pop out of, right? Like in, they're quite, yeah. There's, yeah. There's like a certain type of match that I guess they'll come up for maybe or tough to impress, I guess you'd say, but those two matches back to back and with someone, I mean, we know how good Jay is, um, but having juice in that spot as well, I think was, um, was really cool. And and they just put on some amazing matches, a couple of back to back weeks, amazing matches. So Anything those were a couple add? that I wanted to give a shout out. <laughs> well, in terms of my match of the year, John. Joe versus Punk. Yeah. <laughs> I've got three. I got three. Okay. It's FTR against the Bully Club because I watched that. I, I, I saw on Twitter, it's really it's good. I thought I'm just going to watch it. And I didn't know how long it went. And I remember actually being there. It's a rare time where I actually synced up the iPad to the TV and watched it on there. I thought this was great. And it built and it built and it built. And it was a really dead crowd at the start. And they got them involved, right? And Dax does milk it a little bit. It, it Dax is, you know, of that persuasion anyway. But it was phenomenal. It, it was very old school tag team wrestling, right? Very slow start, big high spots. The finishes were bang, bang, bang. Big pace got one nil down, drama. It was very old school Midnight Express rock and roll, but I like that. I'm going to say Brian Danielson and Zach Sabre Jr. I actually bought Forbidden Door. That's the only pay-per-view I bought all year was to watch that match. I remember watching it at work. Like I think it must be quite upset. Got my headphones in quietly. And I'm watching the match going, I can't believe how good this is. Like hole and counter hole, and Danielson's got an injured arm and he sells it and phenomenal, right? And then uh, yeah, to come back to your point, Joe versus Punk. Three and a half stars on a Dave Meltzer. Fucking nobody is. Jericho Espro was four, three quarters. But to what Lissy said earlier, right? To how a wrestling match makes you feel. I was like a kid on Christmas Day, and that was just there's two times I've felt like I'm having an out-of-body experience. It was that. And I got to see Noel Gallagher at Benny Kasim Festival 2015. And he played uh, What a Life. And I was like three rows back. I was like, oh, my God. When Punga came out and um, that match was just... Don't laugh at me. Listen. <laughs> that match was just phenomenal. And um, you, you just describe that as an out-of-body experience. Like, I don't know if it was that serious, but keep going. <laughs> I do get it, though, because okay, the not, thing okay, is, like, not, me... Not out of body experience. Not out of body experience. It's a. It's one where I'm stood there, just very grateful. I am here watching this right now, and yeah, you know, I I've never watched a WWE show live. The last, the only wrestling show I've ever watched is a TNA house show from '09. So to watch these two guys who I kind of idolized getting into Ring of Honor in like oh four five six, <laughs> and it turns out it was Punk's last match in in AW, right? The structure of the match, the heat, the crowd interactions. That's everything you want, right? You want people to gain a reaction, whether it's like a cheer or a boo. The worst thing you can have is a wrestler is silence. And whether you liked or Punk got... I was still surprised how hated he was by certain sections of the crowd at Wembley. But, um, man, if he'd have stayed around, he'd turned heel. That run him and M. Jeff would be happy right now would be phenomenal. But wasn't mind. he already a heel? His whole life is a heel. What are you talking about? What's he going to do in the Not shoot. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't. I mean, that would be. Like, he's an he's an evangelist right now, so we don't know what he is going to be. But he's just see. a nice guy, just trying to look. Am I? I'm not. Am I the nice guy? Sure, I'm trying. You can try harder, Phil. Don't beat people at backstage. And I th- yeah, I mean, we'll get on to the Grifter Award later. Oh boy, there's some candies in that, and they're running for that. Lord. Um, feud of the year, JJ. You probably you can't pick Chad Gable versus Gunther. Um, would you go bloodline against Cody and his boys? Yeah, well, I mean, I I actually had Roman versus Sami Zayn. You can call it bloodline versus Sami Zayn. Um, but was that, that not last year? Whole. It well, carried it, this it, year, though. I was gonna, yeah, I was going to say, like, I, know, I know it started yeah. pre-2023, but it culminated this year, so it counts for me. Yeah. Um, but I think for Sammy to have gotten so over as a babyface in WWE, no less, which is which is never easy. So, I mean, easier now than it was in, in the Vince regime, but to the point where people were clamoring for Sammy to, to win that title at Elimination Chamber. Um, like, you forget nine months ago how many people thought that Cody, like, finishing his story with, with a win over Reigns was almost like a foregone conclusion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Sammy got himself to the point where people were like, like, can we can we get him in here somewhere? Is there a way that we can get him to just, you know, maybe he wins it and then Cody wins it or, you know, something. There was just this, like, groundswell your, of support for him. Um, to your, sorry, to your point, JJ, it's great booking by the Fed, right? The sandwich that in in between the rumble and... Mania, mm-hmm. another sellout crowd, big pay per view mm-hmm. buys it's in his hometown as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that that was a that was a really good feud, and I, I mean, like I said, I'm not someone who necessarily tunes into the the weekly WWE product, um, kind of week in week out. I follow it and I watch the pay per views and stuff. But that was something where you'd wake up on a Saturday morning, like what happened last night on 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 WWE, like on on SmackDown. How did that kind of story evolve? You know, so that for me was the one that jumped to mind, like Lissy said, without too much time to prepare. Lissy, without any time to prepare, feud, your feud of the year. Um, leaving Phil Brooks off of this list, just because I feel like that's like an obvious choice. Um, I'm saying Judgment Day versus everybody. They have been on Raw every single week, all year. Um, involved in various feuds. I mean, they have all the belts, pretty much. Um, so I think that they're they're doing something. And you know what? I'm eating my words because in the previously I was like, they're not going anywhere. They're they're like going to be like a quick little band of misfits, and it's not going to get off the ground or anything like that. And I'm very happy to report that you know I'm. I'm, I was wrong and I can be wrong. Um, Judgment Day has definitely been, when I think of like just people who have been feuding period all year. Um, and you know what? They're not even feuding with anybody. <laughs> They're just feuding. <laughs> They're just beating everybody up. Um, you know, I, I, I found, I, I actually proposed this question right there. I, I find it very tough as well. I think the biggest feud there is Tony Khan with wrestling Twitter. Like TK <laughs> needs to just sometimes just, as Lissy has said many times, Lissy it... said many times on this podcast, just but he's leaving in the drafts, it's... calling out Disco Inferno in the week, and he called Wait, out. Um, I don't know. Just somebody said he what? posted it. He posted it. He posted a tweet after Collision saying, "What is it? What did everyone think of Collision?" Disco Inferno replied saying, "The whole thing needs a reboot," and then 
Tony Khan quote tweeted it like you're one of the few people that everyone in the wrestling industry can agree is like a, I can't remember the word he used. They like unite together to realize you're a fucking fraud. Together together yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh no. boy, and he had, I mean, he had a, he's not wrong. <laughs> he had a go at DX right or Shawn Michael Triple H before Bishop's go calling them gonna go kick those bald guys' asses or something. Just you think. <laughs> Tony, you're, you're a chief executive. He gives himself four titles, right? This is Tony Khan, the general manager, the chief executive, and the head of creative, whatever. Just, it's not, you shouldn't be on Twitter at three o'clock in the morning, you know. People are going to start it's making like, suggestions of snow angels and the like, but, you know, I digress. Do you know every family has, like, that one auntie or uncle that, I don't know why, but they're on Facebook too much, and they're My writing... Mother, yeah. <laughs> They're writing Lord knows what on there and it doesn't even make sense. Like that's, that's what I'm, I'm hopeful that he's not going to get to that level. So hopefully they can um, help bring him back down. And if they, if this, if the product improves, then he won't have those problems on Twitter. So let's see how we do. He wouldn't, but he will still be on there tweeting nonsense. I'm sure this time next year, when we come back, (laughs) the latest edition of the uh, 2024 awards, Uh, comeback of the year. JJ, lead the way. Uh, for me, it's punk to WWE. I don't think that you can really say anything more than that. I mean, I say that even though he's done nothing of note on the main roster, but um, as yet, you know, it's early doors. But it, it was the it was the talk of every wrestling fan and everyone who was a wrestling fan in the last kind of 10 years, right? Because it was something that a lot of people never expected to happen with all of the stuff that he said and but it was something that every WWE fan wanted to happen. You know, whether you were a fan eight, nine, ten years ago when he was a big deal or, you know, you've fallen away or whether you're still watching now, I think you're still a fan of Punk and, you know, it's like getting one over on AEW if you're a, a WWE stan, so to speak, or, um, you know, just a reason for you to to come back and watch if, if you're someone that's kind of fallen away. So, like, the numbers that it did, it was kind of money can't buy publicity, right? So... Yeah, for me, it's it's punk back to WWE. Just it's going to be the biggest story and the biggest comeback that we've, we've seen my, in a long time. My answer B- bigger than the comeback to AEW, for sure. Well, I mean, my answer would be to the comeback of the year for me is the Fed, just in general. Like yeah. WWE being the hot thing again. It's it's basically like this is on par with the year two thousand in terms of everything cooking. The shift in so many merch like Jay Uso's now a huge baby face. Steen, Steen, Kevin Owens. I have some Christine and Generico, Sami Zayn, and said, you've got Cody's now the guy, right? LA Knight, Randy Orton's back, looking ripped as ever. AJ came back, and now the punk is there as well. Man, there's a lot of uh, moving parts there. Good luck, but yeah, they have got... The difference between them and AEW right now, they have stars, and you can't put a price on that. Let's say you're coming back of the year, because I know you're not going to pick Big Phil. Oh, I'm just leaving him off my list for the year. I just want to be clear about that. Um, just for, for any list. Um, so obviously Randy Orton came back. I know you already said that and I couldn't be happier. Think about it. Someone who's been a mainstay on the roster over 20 years, he missed a year and a half. Um, that's a really big deal for him to come back. And I'm glad that they're not letting the CM Punk return, like overshine um, Randy's return. Also, they're putting him, you know, right in the front you know, he has his little daddy's home thing that that was like super catchy um, so for clips when he came back. Um, so very obviously, number one, very happy to see him. Also, someone we forgot, John Cena had a hell of a run this year, guys. 
just just did did just turn up some of the t-shirts, put people over. I know you don't watch wrestling, but thanks to I saw the clips. I saw the clips of him in LA night. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he came he came he came back on the 29th of December last year. So I was in this. This is what I was going with it, right? So. 2022 was the first year that we almost didn't have John Cena wrestle on TV, right? Mm -hmm. So him being able to come back um, and have such a a good and solid run due to the strike, of course, which, you know, I don't think anyone was sad about that. But also um, not being selfish and like putting over younger talent, like he had him and Solo, like who saw that coming? Mm. True. I, I, don't, him, I, don't, I don't know they wrestled, so I'll just say yes, they did. Listen, listen John, my, John might be out forever. Who knows? John Jacobs. What? John what? Cena. What's wrong with you? So, so John Cena's your comeback of the year, or Randy? It's always Randy, but I think like just overall, it's, it's John Randy. Cena. Daddy's home. It's, no, it is. It's always Randy, but I think John Cena had a, an excellent comeback and a great run, and I think that really showed that he can still go at that level after being away for so long. To to the same tune as that as well, the comeback of the year that did huge impressions, um, especially like before Punk came back, did the rock turn up in, a, as a Dusty Rhodes would say, in Denver, Colorado, when was there not him and Pat McAfee and almost broke the internet on SmackDown, was it? September? Oh, yeah, I forgot about October? That. I don't know if that's a comeback. I feel like like, for example, let me use another person because I'm sorry. This year, we usually do men and, and women, and it's been – we've combined things this year um, because we planned this show in one hour. So another person that I want to mention um, as oh, an honorable man. mention is Trish Stratus. Thank you, Trish. She, she came back looking amazing, and we yeah. you know, probably just assumed, oh, she's going to come back, maybe just one pay-per-view, do a little – you know some cute stuff. No, Trish was here for the long run. Um, she had great um, mentorship uh, with Zoe. Um, I know that we all kind of were ready for her, her and Becky's feud to kind of be over, but I think it was great to come back, especially, I mean, at her, at her age and the amount of time she's been out the ring. So just a testament that women can do it just as well as men can. You could argue that she got a really short straw by they were bumped off the SummerSlam card, right? Kind of at the oh, last absolutely. minute. Absolutely. And Becky was there <laughs> just peel elevens in the uh in a kitchen going, Well I would be time. I would be rip shit. Like, come on. That's it. She, she turned it into, like Becky turned it into a t- into a gimmick and sold t shirts. Like fair play to her. You know, complete worker. Um but yeah, Good Trish, Trish if it was a, if we were putting it into men's and wins, Trish hundred percent gets the um Comeback of the Year Award for the uh, the fairest ex. A new award this year due to the amount of carnies that wrestling seems to constantly uh, throw away. The number one grifter prize. Lissy, I'm going to let you lead the way because there's a few people. No, no, you start. No, this is yours. You can, like, John and I don't even need to vote. Just go ahead, Jack. Uh, I mean, fair play. Matt Hardy's up there every year. I mean, you've got to admire the man's consistency. He's riding his brother until the legs fall off. And, uh, I'm pretty sure he's... Pause. Pause. Imagine the amount of disdain that one has to have for Matt Hardy to create a category knowing that you are going to put him at the front. (laughs) So so Matt Hardy, he was banned from Collision, right? 
and he waited until Punk got sacked, and he was there every week going, yeah, it was a great match on AW Dynamite. Oh, they're books. They were such great boys. I'm so big fans of them. Like, Punk hated him. I hated him. And Matt Hardy took great pride in... Uh, in getting rid of him. He, that private part is still the storyline, by the way. It's been going on three and a half years. Three and a half years they first first signed their contract or stole them away from him. Just, lads, just finish it. Is, I, is it Isaiah Cassidy? Just Isaiah. move on, lads. Uh, so Matt's obviously in contention. The punker, man. Phil, I uh, never thought I'd be saying these words. But what's going on, pal? Like you were the you were the voice of the voiceless. You were I'm gonna I'm gonna change this company from within. I'm I'm anti-establishment. You leave, go to AW, sits in the ring. How how could I get better in the same place that made me so sick? Fail. I I fail you, pal. Everyone's there going, yeah, that's right. Fuck the Fed. It there's a promo battle with the Miz. Uh, I think Thanksgiving Day, right? The grass isn't the grass isn't always green in Maxwell. It's green away you water it. So when you rough there, you'll go off two years and you'll be wrestling on what did it say? You'll be in the mid card against so and so. And then two years later, literally two years, it was Thanksgiving weekend, wasn't it? On um Dynamite. Two years later, he turns up, having got himself sacked because he was unhappy with everything. <sighs> I mean, it's very like it's very Hulk esque, right? I, I admire the man. He's 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 got his bag. He's got the money. He's got a two year contract. He'll probably get sacked, and he'll pay him out, and he'll still make money on the merch. I think I think the punk has done it. You know, I think I think Phil is a. I never thought I'd see Matt Hardy be usurped at the top of the grifting charts, but I think Phil is the number one grifter in this industry. Cody's Cody's done well, but Phil Brooks. Okay, so I just I just want to confirm because we had some chat offline. Um, did you want to talk about Ric Flair or no? Oh boy! Oh god! Yeah, go with Nitch. <laughs> lead the way. No, I'm not calling him a grifter. I just I wanted your input because I know <sighs> that. I, I don't blame Nitch. Like it, TK is probably coming to him offering him a load of money, right? Try and build the Sting match for. For the yeah. debut in in March, ah, uh, oh, given how AW is supposed to be the better company and the sexual misconduct allegations, and he's seventy four. Nate, just go and have a lie down, man. Just go and do a few cameos, a few woo woo wings, woo wings, and the he's got his own cannabis, right? Doesn't he's he? happy though. He wants to listen. He wants. To work, he wants. He wants to, to die, die in the ring, Lissy. In the he ring, to, he has said, "I will either die in the ring or on some beautiful woman." Both are terrifying thoughts, but he should not be on. One might be better than the other. Who knows? <sighs> not by much. I think there's a it's a bad <laughs> performance either way. <laughs> so I don't blame I don't blame Nature. I blame Tony Khan for bringing him in and the sponsorship <clears throat> and the Woo Energy drinks, whatever. Another yeah. one we haven't mentioned. Um, no, I don't want to mention his name. I'll mention it off air. No, we'll stick with that. We'll stick with that. So you've got Flair, Matt Hardy, CM Punk. Have I missed anyone? Are you happy that 
we just gave you a floor and just allowed you to get that off your chest. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, such a dis- I'm like a disappointed parent. Like Phil, you, you my are. boy. I was, you know, when you mentor someone, you go, it's just, I'm just, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. I, I'm disappointed in myself believing in you. Well, you're not alone. So thank you for your thoughts. Let's go to the next category. And we've not got JJ's grift of the year. You've not, neither of you said. You, I know you You want to protect, you're in the industry, brother. I get you. No, no, no. I don't know. I, I think, I, John, do you, do you want to just let Jack have that one for himself or do you have some grifters? I'm good. I mean, I wrote someone down that I don't think really falls under grifter, but just in terms of, you know, getting paid a shit ton of money for not really doing very much. But uh, does that. Who's does that? that? Well, I just thought of someone who's. Big you know, I'm pro- pro- Probably the highest earning person on the roster. Um, he's only had five singles matches all year. He's only defended his world Roman titles Reigns. three times, uh, twice since WrestleMania. I mean, come on, brother. You've got to do a bit more Ooh, work for that big bag again, don't That's you? smart. Call it what you want. Okay. <laughs> you, can't, you can't compare Roman Reigns and CM Punk, and I'm the biggest CM Punk guy. That, that's ridiculous. I'm not well. He's an attraction. He he's built himself into the fact he is now a draw. That's how you do I it. I mean, he's the opposite of a grafter. You can say that much. Whether that makes okay. him a grifter, I don't know. It takes a different caliber of person to become a grifter, though. It's a different level of human, right? It's a. Uh... Can I ask a question? You can ask so, a question. You you often use two words very off, like. Almost interchangeably. Carne. So I just want to... <laughs> So are the grifters and the carnies combined, or do you have a separate list of your carnies? I think a grifter, there's a bit more um disingenuous about them. I think the carnies are okay. they yeah. just they they're a bit snaky, but they're they're playing the game. They they know the industry. A grifter okay. is <laughs> I am gonna try and make as much money as possible, even by unscrupulous methods, just yes, to self-serve me. I don't care about the boys or the industry yeah. or everything else. I'm just looking after me. So who's your number one carny then? Just so I, I can... The punker. <laughs> he's both. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's become the biggest hypocrite. He's like, I am this. I'm Ring of Honor through and through, goes to be. I'm now the guy changing it from within. Fuck's off. Goes to EW. I'm now with you guys. I'm so happy to be back. Fuck's off. To be. Oh, I'm home. I was like... You're home. I'm out. Sorry, that's me done. Just gone. Yeah, I'm gone now. Thank you. Cheers, Phil. So I think I think I think Seth Rollins said it best. <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. Like, he was so angry. I mean, it was terrible acting, but it was brilliant at the same time. Like, oh, I'm gonna go kick his ass and Phil's just Randy I like the fact <laughs> Randy was doing the Oh, it's clever in time, huh? Doesn't care. I love that Randy is just like he's cool with everybody. Randy is the cool uncle. He's like, listen, I've seen this movie before. I already know you guys just fight amongst each other. I'm here. I'm gonna have a good time. I'm gonna have rappers make songs about me. Shout out to Key Glock. Um, I'm gonna just go on my ride. I'm going to have my beautiful wife. We're going to ride private jets. We're going to like post cute pictures and just enjoy this, whatever second half of his career, um, especially after coming back for 18 months. So, And and on that point, Randy, a little bit of a carny. He's, he's played the game really well. 
Carney's being smart, right? Carney, you you make sure you make as much money as possible. Not a grifter. Big he's difference. Not, he's not a grifter. Yeah, he's not. No, okay. like Jeff Jarrett. I I was Carney. waiting. I was waiting. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, brilliant Carney. Not a grifter. He knows what he's doing. He's playing the game, but he's also got some clever, like almost intelligence behind it, and it's not completely self-serving. Not at all. He's and Satnam saying he's made Jay Lethal relevant. Uh, right, with the right. Guy, uh, Sanjay Dutt as well. Planet Jarrett. And he'll do anything. And, and he'll do anything. Over, yeah, he's not. He's not. I don't think he's ever won. He apart from that stupid death match match against Jeff Hardy, he's, right? He's so un, he's unselfish. Like he'll just he'll do anything. So. That celebration he does before pinning someone. Invariably, I think four times, right, they should have won the tag titles. And I'd say as well, FTR, a little bit carny, not a grifter. Big difference. Big difference. But oh, we'll talk about this next year. Please, God, Phil, get yourself out of We need to edit this episode. Matt Hardy's 100% going to win it next year, the fucking fraud. Right. Um, should be so happy about grifter prize. <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's so what, 2023 and your hopes for 2024? Wait, not, did, Brother, we did, have you didn't, want, you didn't want to do Mr. Trajectory. All right. Oh, yeah. I got lost by uh, the carnet. Yeah, you spiraled. <laughs> I, I got blinded by the grifting. Mr. Trajectory, okay? give me the guy on... Mr. I can't speak. Mr. Trajectory. Yeah, explain the... what that means. Who has got the rocket strapped to them. So in 97, you'd say Stone Cold Steve Austin is going like that. The Stinger mm. at the time, 98, Goldberg was like that. And you'd even say, what, 04, 05? Cena and Batista were the two guys. They're going in only one direction. You will have to fill us in, John, because I don't watch any, hardly any WWE. Um, for EW, I think we spoke off air saying, for me, the two that I think will be huge are Swerve and Osprey. Um, yeah, Swerve is who I had written down in terms of trajectory. I, I don't think necessarily the signing of Will Ospreay has meant, like, sorry, I don't know what's happening with this fucking light, um, has seen necessarily a big bump in his trajectory at the moment. But I think for Swerve, you could say that in the last 12 months, he definitely has. Mm-hmm. Like, at the start of the year, he'd, he'd only been in AW, what, nine months? He was having rampage matches against the likes of Brian Pillman Jr. and, and Dustin Rhodes, got saddled with, with Parker Boudreaux. They didn't know, you know... Oh yeah, really what to do with him it was in a stable that didn't really work now he's ending the year you know on screen with MJF he's not looking out of place going toe to toe with him on the air having some brilliant matches in the Continental Classic like for me he's a shoe in to be world champion in the next kind of 12 to 24 months and I don't think that's something that you would have said 12 months ago so yeah for me he's number one and, and so can WWE? I two of us oh, I, I thought, I thought it was my headphones have cut out you lost him. I hear a lot of clicking. Unlike AW booking committees. Uh, Lissy, give us your Mr. Trajectory for 2024. I was just, just going to build on that, though, because like you guys are kind of set on Will Osprey and Swerve, right? But I think that in mentioning the two, they kind of have different goals, right? I think that... You back, buddy? Okay, I think that yeah. somebody like Will Osprey, right, He's he can work wherever the hell he wants. Let's just be very honest, right? Um, I think it was more of a AEW is the best fit for his goals because he is Mr. Japan. He still wants to work shows in the UK. 
Um, he wants to, yeah, like he wants to work shows um, domestically. And I think it's nice that he gets to be able to work shows in TNA as well as um, AEW and still be, you know, signed to AEW, right? So I don't, it's not, and I'm not saying that Swerve may, may not want to do that, but I think that he's really put a lot of his focus on becoming like the man in AEW. And I think that his feud with Hangman actually gave Hangman something to do this year because like he honestly, like he, when you think about it, somebody that's coming up from, I guess, like you said, kind of like the mid card. Cause last year he was wrestling on rampage, right? Like he kind of helped keep Hangman relevant for um, a, a part of this year while they were, um, feuding and then just him aligning um, with the embassy and just anything catchy just literally like anything catchy like him and him and um, Prince together <laughs> like yeah like I think that all of that has kind of like caught on really nicely and it feels a little bit more genuine like Swerve lost those goons that used to be with him thank god I don't know what they were doing they were just like he's way better just by himself with Nana doing the, you know, the cute, but also like really catchy stuff in the background. And it makes him a little bit more legitimized. Like when you see him with these guys that you don't even know if they can wrestle because you've never seen them wrestle before, right? Like what what, what was that? So I think that he, you know, turned turned, um, around a lot this year. So sorry, I had to elaborate on those two because I do agree. Um, I'm really struck, this, I really struggled with this one. I'm not going to lie because I think that, especially I'm trying to bring like a woman's perspective or like a female superstar perspective into this. Um, I think for me on like the women's front, it's Tiffany Stratton. Um, She's she's had an amazing year. Um, You know, she's probably one of those women that like she had the belt, but actually doesn't really need the belt right now. Like to be a top contender, like she can cut promos. She's, extremely talented in the ring she could pretty much do anything that they ask her to do right um she's great at she's you know building heat and stuff like that um definitely i think next year is going to be her year um wherever she ends up smackdown raw wherever um or if they you know want to keep ron nxt for another year just to you know help develop that brand too but for me from the women's side tiffany stratton there's a great page on socials called at female locker room and they post up pretty much all the Love that page. All the clips of women wrestling, and I've been following that pretty much all year. And the promo she's been cutting on NXT, I mean, you know, her, she knows her character really well, and she seems oh, yeah. to have it down. She got the rub from Becky uh, in the summer. You know, it's one of those where one person goes over, right, and another person gets over. She got over by losing to Becky. Um, and to be honest, right, you look at her aesthetic in terms of what they look for. Of course, she's drop dead gorgeous. She's, she's beautiful. Six foot all blonde, uh, athletic, does a brilliant moonsault. She is money. But like what we said she's about gonna give, she's right? gonna give at... Charlotte a run, brother. She's gonna, she's gonna give Charlotte a good run and everybody else. They need to watch out for her. And we said that two years ago. Right? You look at Jade Cargill, like she's gonna make there to be a lot of money one day. And it's the same with Tiffany Stratton. And you know what I'm gonna say? Like I. I, I don't understand the human nature behind it. I won't try to um, philosophize on that part of it. Everybody loves just a little bit. They love to hate a bitchy woman. So like she has all of those things, right? She came into the the character of, oh, calling your daddy on the phone and like you're rich and I'm better than you and all that other stuff. And it's like, but she can back it up. So I think that having 
that package is really going to help her um, when she moves up to the main roster. I, I would say this with the, with the Swerve and Will Ospreay comparisons. I think the big difference for them next year is Will Ospreay has never done weekly episodic TV. Swerve has nailed this this year, right? And and he has pledged the yeah. character and he's got into his storylines. Osprey, the last two, three, four, five years, he's gone around and had, had, had five-star matches. He won't be yeah. able to do that next year. Like He's already said the Rev Pro show on I think, February 16th will be his last um, definite there. He might show up now and again, but that... And Eddie Kingston did the same, right, with his New Japan dates and his other indie bookings. So Will will have to find a way of doing something other than having these half an hour, 40 minute bangers. Swerve has done that already and Swerve is positioned to be the, the next guy. And if AW mm-hmm. don't cash in on that, um, they're stupid. They're crazy. Ter- they're crazy. In terms of trajectory, I think I think Cody becomes the guy next year. He will beat Roman at WrestleMania. I think you guys said that this year. So just take it easy, okay? They have to. Who is that? Cody. <laughs> I think Cody, Cody has to become... Cody beats him at Randy and then he becomes almost like a good version of John Cena from 2007. So does Cody beat Roman or do they give him the world title? Cody it beats count, Roman. I think it doesn't, he's got to beat Roman. Like yeah. winning it, <laughs> to be winning the man, it for a made up belt. The, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know, guys. Like it's the this Roman run, We every year we think it's the last year. Um, it's getting scary long. I saw some statistics the other day about um, how close he is to passing the brother. Um, Yeah. (laughs) um, So I don't know. Let's, let's see. I mean, Jack, I know you've always talked about how uh, being a fighting champion is a big piece of like how, you know, Ric Flair became who Ric Flair is, but um, you said earlier, and I think it's a good point is that Roman has kind of positioned himself as an attraction. um, But what is the wrestling fans appetite for that? Like we already had that type of champion in Brock Lesnar for the last like several years. So before um, Roman, so yeah, just throwing these ideas out there. But, but they've done record business. So, so you can't kind of dispute the the tactics with it because it, it's worked. They had 60,000 that clash at the castle with Drew, right? They had a sellout with Sammy uh, um, in Montreal. They had a sellout WrestleMania against Cody. I don't know what he did after that because I stopped watching. I was disgusted. But you know, he didn't. He, he actually didn't do anything after. Yeah, he didn't oh, do anything enough, until SummerSlam. When he in in James, terms of so, this trajectory, and then he had one match against LA Knight and Saudi Arabia. So, well, that, that was my next point. In terms of the trajectory for 2023, you'd say, and I was watching a piece on this on YouTube that showed the reactions that LA Knight was getting this this time last year. Did he have a match with Bray Wyatt at the Rumble? And nobody knew who he was, and he was called. And then gradually, the pops and the reception of big up. And it's just so unfortunate for him now that he's come back and he's been overshadowed because Punk's back, AJ's back, and Randy Orton's back. And I think there was a yeah. picture of them on SmackDown right on, on Friday, and it's him, AJ, and Randy. And LA Knight just looks like the least, not least impressive of the three, but he's the, I don't say less big star. Like he, he's the, the too much big, Do you big think star. That he is... Do you think that? LA Knight is going to keep getting the push that he was no. getting before the guys came back because no. it just feels so I mean. different. Now. He's so unlucky. Feels... Like, he's, had, he's, had, he's had such a year and now Punk's back and Randy Orton's back and AJ has come back and suddenly, uh, get back in line, brother. It's not... like, you know what's funny? 
actually, guys, if we had this conversation three months ago, we probably would have put LA Knight on that trajectory list. Yeah, you could see yeah, you yeah. could see LA Knight beating Seth Rollins and wow. over the channel. This is what didn't make sense to me. I didn't understand why they put him in a world title match with Roman Reigns because he was never going to win that match. Does he yeah. come out of that match as a bigger star? Like he's not really, has he? It's just like okay, you've had your match, back of the line kind of thing. So almost like why give him that so quickly? It was. I remember when. Um, Bray Wyatt came back with a fiend gimmick, and it was, and then it was like, oh, they gave him that um, the, the world title match against Seth, I guess it was, um, and it was like, why do that so quickly? Because you don't want to put the belt on him. So then they had that like weird ending to that Hell in the Cell match where it just got thrown out, right? And it was like, yeah. why put them in that position if it doesn't actually achieve anything? You could have yeah. built him up and built him up and built on that, like the fans wanting him to be something, and then. I don't know, giving him a, a, an IC title win or a, a, a win against—it's not going to be Gunther necessarily, but you know, a win against Seth Rollins. That's something that you could believe that he could he could do. So, didn't really make sense to me why they would put him in that match against um, Reigns. Amazing spot for him, and obviously he was super over. But then, what comes off the back of that? You know. There you go. I can't remember what. Brother. I can't remember what. I can't remember what the questions <laughs> I was supposed to do. Um, the Joker card to finish with because we've gone long enough. I'll pick, I'll pick a surprise question. Lissy, put a question to us that may not have thought of but previously. I know you've had no time to prepare an hour and a half. You can pick a random wrestling question. Fifty minutes, and I needed to take a shower and do my makeup. What, what, what would, what was the question? Just give us a random wrestling question. Uh, John and I's thoughts on something for next year. What? I can do one. JJ, JJ, take the wheel. So, Jesus Christ. What, what do you, what do you, who do you think I want is more quality is, content? So, who, you... who is more likely to finish their story? It is me. it going to be Punk genuinely main eventing WrestleMania? And I mean, genuinely main eventing, not just night one of a buy one, get one free extravaganza, but actually closing the show? Or is it Cody winning the title off Roman and winning the title from Roman, not the pretend one that they gave to Seth? That's I hate always. you. I think both happen, and I'm not sure. I think Cody will. I, I don't think Punk would have come back unless he kind of got a few. I don't want to say demands, but but it 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 takes two people to do business, right? He he comes back and he wants to he wants a job. He also wants certain I think things he had an unfinished business, right? Or unresolved issues. So I do think he'll main event WrestleMania. I think it'll probably be night one. And it'll be against Seth. And I think does that Cody, count? If it's night one, does that count? Um, I think it counts to him. It's like a moral victory, right? Stop, stop. What? With the night one, night two. Stop. Just leave he just it wants alone. to say Listen. he main evented at WrestleMania. It doesn't matter about exactly. the Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, exactly. You, it's, it's, but it's, it's like the way that they do box. WrestleMania these days, they they'll say, Oh, like, you know, there's the the last two matches of the night they're all co-main events like so if you give him one of those yeah, and he's third from it's the end lot. does that does that count like I, f- I feel like it's closing out wrestlemania is is the genuine main event you know well traditionally i mean gone but you have to remember that like they we're in a we're we're too old school sometimes and john you're you're very progressive so i'm shocked that this question is coming from you to be very honest but like this is kind of on the on the same tone of everybody gets a trophy like 
oh, you guys all did a great, great job this year. So we're going to have two co-main events or whatever. Mm. And then there's the, the idea of, is there a men's and a women's co-main event or whatever? So I, I think as long as he gets in something that's called the main event, he'll be happy. Yeah. Like you said. Yeah. I, I think he, as long as he can say at the, at the end of his like CV, has Punk ever won the Rumble? Yes. Wait. I don't know. <laughs> I've I've just I've I feel like he has. So I, I think w- whatever he hasn't done, he wants to go back and do. So I think he will win about okay. WrestleMania. He'll win that new belt. Um, but I think if if Cody doesn't beat Roman, it, it, who who does? Okay, so is your is your answer then that you think that Punk is going to win the Rumble, challenge Seth, and that's it, or you think that he's going to what's, what's win the elimination <laughs> and challenge Seth because whoever wins the Rumble is going to challenge Roman. I think 100% the two main events will be Cody versus Roman night two, night one, Seth versus Punk. And I think the the poor women, whatever they do, Papa H doesn't give a shit because this is already locked in now. Um, I don't see Well, this has been written. This has been written. So I think, like you said... I I, I don't see anything and I I feel sorry because if a girl, if any like women's wrestler does get hot, like it's still they have got no chance of getting anywhere near that main event. I know Charlotte's okay. out now for about nine months, right? Um and speaking of women's wrestling, now that since we're just asking free for all questions, um when is when is Rhea's uh title reign gonna be over? Just just so I know. I don't see her losing it anytime soon. Yeah, me that like she's more over now than she was at the start of the year. I think like she's leading the judgment day who, you know, they done an amazing this year we already spoke a lot about them like she basically runs that that stable now so i don't i don't see any reason mm, to take it off her i think rather than i think the way that i view it is rather than saying you know how do we get it off her it's like wait until there's a reason to you know and that could be a jade cargill rumble win or that could you know there, there's stories that they could build but... like it it has to be meaningful and we're talking about people that we have that are coming up that are um, going to be slated in those in those top spots, right? Charlotte's mm-hmm. out. Becky's kind of in a weird spot for the first time. Like she's in a, she, I, I don't. I, I, it's kind of like in an in between because she's having some interesting feuds going on, but nothing that's like super top. Especially she's coming off of that big feud at the beginning of the year with Trish. So I don't know. This this second half of the year has been a little slow, in my opinion, for her. She's playing the veteran kind of. I'm just going to go and make these young guys brother. Let me go and help them out. Um, I mean, it feels yeah, but... like this is a feature of of Hunter's booking, right? It's like the long title reigns, obviously ongoing with Roman Gunther having an unreal IC title reign. Rhea's <laughs> having a great reign, but the question comes for him as when those runs end. Is it meaningful? And where do where do those people go from there? Like, where does Gunther go once he loses the IC title? Probably to the main event, right? Yeah, yeah. Fine, but then when but that, someone beats him, like, where do they then. go? But then that's the, the, is that not this year? Because then you have Punk who came in, who's kind of gone to that front of the line, right? And then you have Cody who you know didn't finish the story for the God knows how manyth time last year. So. Like, does that does does all of these changes recently kind of push off people like how we're saying like people like Gunther and people like LA Knight and stuff like that? Yeah. It's, I don't know it's it's a tough. It, there 
this isn't a bad problem to have either, by the way. Like we were we were begging for this the, uh, a couple of years ago. So you're a watch list stars. It's just how you book them all. This is like again, WWE 2000, 2001. How do you get them all on the card and any meaningful storylines? What do you what do you do with Randy Orton? Well, I think Randy Orton is kind of past that point where he needs oh, to Randy's be the main event, where he needs to be the title winner, right? Like he he's still got that cachet where he can give a boost to someone like LA Knight or to Gunther, like he, he, someone that you can beat on the way to, and he's still got that gravitas where it, it still means something, right? I think, yeah. So I, I wouldn't be too concerned, and it's the same with someone like AJ or someone oh, no, like no. Shinsuke, I did, I, right? No, I didn't I did say it's a concern. I mean, but you can use wrestlers like a Randy or an AJ to get. Mm-hmm. New, these new titles off the ground, right? So if, if somebody does, well, you need that new challenger, right? A bit like how in in AW, right? They always use Nyla Rose as like the first challenger for someone just won a belt and they're a baby first. Well, Nyla Rose can squash them and then they'll win the actual match two weeks later. They're good utility guys to have around because they don't lose anything in defeat. Like Randy Orton will still be as overused by whoever he loses right. to. Because he's Randy. But he's not a, but he, he has that like that gold platinum status like for life like he's no matter what they do i mean unless they do something completely like detrimental to his overall character like he's randy he's randy fucking orton like he he's gonna be that forever right he doesn't need to he doesn't need any more title wins he doesn't i mean maybe like he can do something cute with like a u.s belt or something who knows but i don't know there's certain people that they don't need it anymore they're they're there they're contributing they're gonna have solid matches they're gonna help the young guys but he knows that that's not he doesn't have any he's already been to the top of the mountain you, you don't you don't need to keep going i mean I mean, ew have from that perspective they probably have what moxley and danielson and not really much else like jay the fact that jay white pin moxley on dynamite last night that should be a huge deal and everyone's just like eh. well i feel like they only did it to have that three-way tie so that jay white can end up taking the pin and because and they, that they, should be a Moxley's like been the guy for them for, for four years. Him being beaten clean, clean as a sheet. God, I said that like I was drunk. Clean as a sheet, one, two, three. That should be huge. And it's yeah, it's just it, but it's just a reflection of how cold the product is right now, right? The fact that yeah, I more. think so. Yeah. Um, so. my question is, what do you think <laughs> my Joker, the Joker baby, what do you think will happen with Vincent Mann in twenty twenty four? I think he'll sit on his couch, collect I, his money, and hopefully he's going to sit there and do nothing. Well, there's I, not that much. There's not much he can do. Like now that they've like had this, uh, I don't know what the correct word is, but like, merger with um with the UFC guys, Endeavor. That's who it was. Um, his his hands are kind of tied, right? Like he's still he's still executive chairman. Yeah, but yeah, they know what they're doing. I think he's, he's going to be pushed to the side, right? And I don't think he'll be happy about it. He's, I mean, he'll take he's kind of got to accept it. No, he's going to try it one more time. He has to. Like, he's Vince. He has to try I'm it. Vince fucking McMahon. <laughs> yeah. Like, even if it, even if nothing comes from it, like, he's going to at least shake it up a little bit. If he if he gets the opportunity to do it, he will take it 100%. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of been moved out very smoothly. And Triple very H smooth. is... Like, he came back... People forget he left and then he retired and then put Stephanie in charge minutes. and then he got rid of her. Like, no, I, I want to do this bit. If I'm going to sell this thing, I'm going to be in charge. Like, all right. And then picture of him and Nick Khan and Triple H at the stock market, right? With the Endeavor guys and TKO. 
And then, oh, by the way, Vince, you're going to still chairman, but we want you to have no involvement in creative. Like, sorry, what? Just, just stand in the corner. Turn up at the. They, they, they had to they stroke his ego to, to. They had to stroke his ego to get the deal over the line, right? Possibly. They did all this stuff, and they had that press conference <laughs> with <laughs> that. Oh, Vince is this. Vince is that. Vince is amazing. You know, sign the deal. See you later. Like they, they're very smart people, and they knew what they were. But he, he's a seventy-six-year-old billionaire with an even bigger ego. He's not going to like that. And he's not going to take it lying he's down. He's a great ambassador, guys. He can go to the fights in Saudi. Him and his bonus son, um, Mark Calloway. Um, they can, his bonus son. They can they can do all. Sonny always those. wanted, but never had hair worker. Yeah, <laughs> there's like three of them. Um, him, For Sean, sure. and Hunter. For um, sure. But. Like, he can still do stuff. I feel like they can find some work for him. But also, I think that they're very... they're Especially because this is not what it used to be. You know what I'm saying? The, the, they have a lot more to lose now, now that the um, UFC is involved and, and yeah. things like that. Like, they can't take another scandal. So they're going to be very, very, very careful with the amount of responsibility and exposure and stuff like that that they give him. Because and the thing it, is... Sorry, go on, I see. Go on. No, no, I was just gonna say it's 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 touch and go sometimes with, with those situations, and especially if things are going great, they're making money, they're doing numbers, and Vince isn't involved, like they might try to push him out. Let's see. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like business wise, there's no need for them to do anything different. Like since Hunter has taken over, him and Nick Khan and, and whoever else is there backstage making those decisions, they've been doing the best business that they've been doing in years. So that there's no reason for them to to shake it up. Just carry on doing what they're doing, and you know, with Hunter and and um, and HBK at the wheel at NXT, like they're they're doing what they need to do. So that and, until that changes, there's no reason for them to do anything else. Not best business in years, best business ever. They are chopping it off like period and tea. Um, yeah, I mean, but, like, you, uh, you, but you, I mean, so I'm saying you, like in terms of like pure numbers, yeah, yeah best business. I saw you're not supposed in, in terms of in terms of pure numbers, like best business ever, but as well, like in terms of creative and how well that, that product is getting over when you're looking at like social metrics and stuff like that, all of that is doing amazing as well. Not necessarily like, but I don't know, maybe, maybe it is the best ever in, in all kind of avenues. In, in, in every metric going, they are literally doing unprecedented business. So why would you change it? Right? Just for me, right. Vince is just, I just don't trust Vince. I think he's up to, he's always up to something. He's gotta try. He's gotta like, yeah. try. Like that one guy who's been caught trying to escape jail like two or three times. He, <laughs> yeah, okay, I will do it again. Room? He's gonna he's gonna have to try one more plot, and then okay, then I'll throw the towel in. Um, yeah. God love him. Um, and so, and finally, what are your what are your excitement levels heading into next year? What, are you gonna? Do you think you'll be watching more or less of anything of a particular product? Is anyone you? I'm looking forward to see the sort of the rise or the development of. Yes. So really quickly, because we haven't touched on this company a lot. Um, when we were talking about comeback of the year, I'm really happy that TNA changed their name back. Yeah. And I hope I really am. Like I was so excited for that. So I'm actually very excited to watch their brand um, more this coming year. Um, I think that they've like, really in a quiet fashion in 2023 they've been um you know assigned getting better talent and having a lot of good quality matches and stuff like that so especially with um the way that AEW is performing um TNA has 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 a chance now so maybe they can step into that number two spot I'd love to see them do it 
Wow, that would certainly put the cat amongst the pigeons with AEW. Um, JJ, you'll be watching more or less next year and any particular product? For me, I imagine it'll be about the same. I mean, like we've said, the excitement for AEW kind of week to week has is, is lessened a little bit, but I'm still someone that will get up on a Thursday morning and, and throw dynamite on. Um, and I've been watching more Collision. As Lissy said, it's hard to watch. It's on a Saturday night. I have very busy weekends with the kids and stuff. It's hard to tune in on a Saturday night or a Sunday morning for Collision. But I said I've been watching more of it when I can. And it's actually a really, really good show. It kind of goes under the radar a little bit. So yeah. I think it's going to be the same. I'll watch all the pay-per-views. I'll probably watch AW Weekly and I'll, and I'll keep up with WWE and watch the bits and pieces that I have time to and things that kind of stand out or that I hear are really, really good. I don't see that changing too much unless AEW kind of really falls off a cliff and I end up maybe watching more WWE. But at the moment, I think that's the way it goes. John yeah. is such a company man. I really admire that about you. <laughs> I'm not like, it's not genuinely for me. It's not the company like that. It's I don't watch AEW because I love the company. Like I grew up as a, as a WWE fan. Right. But it's just the kind of the entertainment, the wrestling. I don't have enough time to watch all of it. If I did, then I would. Um, but for the wrestling that I personally enjoy, AEW kind of meets that better than WWE does at the moment. And like we've said, WWE is getting there. It is doing a lot better. And I am more inclined to watch more of that stuff and a little less inclined to watch AEW at the moment. But it's not because of any three initials. It's just because of, of the people that are there and, and the way that that stuff is is done at the moment. And it can change. Of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm never someone that's like, oh, I'd never watch WWE, like, or, you know, I only watch AEW. I just watch what I enjoy watching. Would encourage anyone else to do the same. Don't, you know, if you're someone that sat there when AEW signed CM Punk and were like, ah, oh, why are they signing that guy? He's a has-been, you know, idiots. And then as soon as he comes back to WWE, you're like, oh my God, CM Punk is the best in the world. Like, you know, then you just... Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a jab at WWE Gareth, if you're looking for the following <laughs> on Twitter. Um like that stuff I just don't understand. But just, you know, watch what you watch what you enjoy watching and don't be beholden to um to three initials no matter what they are. Yeah, we're, we're being, word of the year in uh, twenty twenty tribalism. Mm-hmm. Um I you know, I I'll, I think I might try and actually watch more. I, I'm be from what I've seen now, I've been really impressed with WWE, like especially the last few months. I think I can't deal with a baby face Phil Brooks in WWE at forty five years old, smiling and waving at people. The evangelist. Get, if we get a heel punker, oh boy, now we're cooking. And uh, I might watch more, but yeah, I'm, I'm still not. And also, what happens with this stupid devil storyline? If it is Adam Cole, <laughs> no, no interest. If it's something a bit different. I want to okay. forget that. You know, the, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was making you believe he doesn't exist. We, we probably will have had better time to plan it next year. And on the anti-climax of the year, it will be the devil reveal. I'm sure, no doubt. But <laughs> we will review. We'll actually go and watch this back and review it again in this time next month. We'll see how uh, those can be. Write your suggestions in the comments, what you think is our match of the year, feud of the year, best people of the year. The devil's going to be. Of the year, Jack <laughs> and um, I've been Jack Milner. She's been Lisa Almeida. And he's been Lights On, oh, Lights Off, John Jacobs. And we'll see you all very soon. Have a Merry Christmas. Merry Happy Christmas. New Year. Happy New Year. Merry Wrestling Crew. Bye-bye.